Hey, welcome back to the Bloodthirsty Pugs podcast, episode 11. So today I sit down for a nice 5 a.m. chat with my buddy Aaron Collins, and uh, we're going to talk about three different things. We're going to talk about when is the right time to offer advice to somebody. Sometimes they don't even ask for it, we just offer it. Um, we're also talk about living life on purpose, having a plan, and then also all the things we find obnoxious about Facebook. Speaking of Facebook, we have one. You should check it out. Bloodthirsty Pugs. Let's go. Well, welcome. Good morning, 5 a.m. <laughs> the only time that is truly yours. Absolutely. I got up at 4 this morning. I, uh, I decided I was going to um, smoke some meat this morning, be a man. <laughs> but yeah, I actually you told had, me yesterday, yeah. I actually had decided I was going to do this like last Thursday or whatever, so we had the, it's like this big eight-pound pork roast type thing, and so, yeah, had it already, and like they say you're supposed to, people say different things, but like 1.5 hours per pound or two hours per pound, so it's eight pounds, so if you do two hours per pound, that's 16 hours of smoking it. Which means if I want to eat it for dinner tonight, <laughs> I gotta get up really early. So I'm hoping that you know, twelve, thirteen hours will be enough. Ah, uh, see, it'd be interesting, interesting to start smoking it like before you go to bed. But if it takes like maintenance, like you gotta wake up, you know, or, or do something every hour, every thirty minutes, then like that'd suck. Yeah, and that's that's something. While we're recording this, there's gonna be a couple times where I have to walk away real quick and go up there and make sure that it's at the right temperature. <laughs> Sorry guys, I gotta check my meat. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be right at two twenty five and just just keep her right there the whole time. So yeah. But it was interesting. Four a four AM man. I went outside, stars everywhere, like super cold. <laughs> then once I got like the charcoal going like the smoke kind of filled the air and it just was like a really cool atmosphere. Listen to this on Hans Zimmer while I'm looking at the stars. Oh, dude, love that consolation from Hans Zimmer. Like mm-hmm. he makes more, he writes the best best soundtracks. <laughs> I love him. I love to, I'd love to go see that in concert. Yeah, he's got YouTube videos of him like, like doing their like a song from The Dark Knight or whatever. Like all these big hit songs. Like he actually performs with his orchestra. Like I watched one the other day where he's like, I think he's playing guitar. While he's got like every other instrument in the orchestra out there, yeah, cool. I've seen them all. I love them. <laughs> I love it. Yep. So, what do we want to talk? Okay, I know what I want to talk about first today because this is something that has been bothering me, and I think a lot of people agree with this. So, I'm gonna make a big comparison here, but first I'm gonna set the scene. So, I've never been to New York City. Have you? I have. Okay, cool. So then maybe you'll get this more. I'm, I'm kind of guessing here a little bit, but like, you know, from from what I see, New York City, there's lots of people walking around everywhere. Like, I mean, it's kind of like that in all major cities. So imagine, <laughs> imagine you're um you're walking down the street and it's just a crowded street and it's you and hundreds and hundreds of other people and you're all just walking, you know, doing your thing, going to where you're going to go next, and every everywhere you walk. There's somebody standing there with a big cardboard sign that says, I've decided to leave my band. Uh, I don't really, you know, I'm just, I'm deciding to do this with my life. Uh, so, you know, don't judge me or something like that. Like, (laughs) wouldn't that be weird? 
you know like who cares <laughs> like the point the, po the point i'm trying to make here is like that's how i see facebook you know like i've been struggling with this lately like facebook is basically just people like shouting to the masses like what they think about something but the masses all have better things to do so you know like the political rants you know it's like yeah go ahead so you're thinking like back in the old day it's even nowadays you got somebody who's on the side of the street holding up a sign like you're saturated in and poor people like up oh, kids a kid's left have no job help me right but you see mm -hmm. it every at every stop like every exit <clears throat> and he's like you either care or you just don't care like yeah and but even that like they're asking for people or you know whatever you know they're asking for help like I, I, okay that's i get that oh, but this yeah, is and making a statement and they're making yeah a yeah so it's a statement but, yeah so this is more of a comment on just how facebook in general i mean it's like I mean, you got hundreds of people. It's the public. You, you, everyone is scrolling through this friends with you, and they see it, and it's people you're not even really close to. And people will they'll put in there, you know, like, I support Donald Trump. If you don't like this, unfriend me. Like, can you imagine seeing that on a sign when you're walking down the street? Like, uh, someone's standing there with a sign that says, I support Donald Trump. If you don't like this, unfriend me. You're like, who cares? Like, I don't care that you... <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like Dotson, Dotson, Dotson. We got Dotson here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And if you think about that, like I wanted to do this, and I, I'm unprepared. I wanted to pull up some Facebook posts to do this with, but like I can think of some just off the top of my head. You know, it's just like, um, oh, here's a good one. This is this is the post. When you walk by the sign, this is what it says. How could you? Dot dot dot. <laughs> how many people you think are going to stop and go oh are you okay uh <laughs> sending good vibes <laughs> you know? all this all this cryptic stuff like i wish i you know you didn't know what you had you know we're just like okay i i don't care just walking by like when you when you start thinking about facebook posts that way like your newsfeed is never the same because when you're scrolling through there, like I read it, read everybody like that now. So when somebody gets on there and they, they post like a big statement about their life or whatever, well, I'm very happy to announce that I accepted a job at blah, 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 blah. Like imagine you were walking down the street and somebody had a sign that said, I'm happy to announce to everybody that I accepted this job. The same thing. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> you know what's the sad part? It's a double-edged sword. You could hold that little sign up thinking that someone cares. But nobody does. Mm-hmm. And you're like... And then, and then the, the scary thing that I've also noticed, too, is that... So that's how everyone treats it. Like, it's their public platform where they can say how they what they think, and they can stir the pot, and they can make people mad or whatever, or rally people to their cause, and they get the likes. But then... A lot of people also use Facebook as their digital diary that the entire world can read. So it's not even private. So people will post their their private stuff on there. Like, just went through a breakup. I don't think I can take this. I don't really like what I see in the mirror. I'll, I'll update you tomorrow. <laughs> and that's what the world sees, you know? It's like, wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a scary thing. I don't... I don't... I used to be kind of little, little crazy with Facebook. Now I'm like, 
I act like either God himself or my boss looks at my profile, looks at my feed. Every yeah. picture, everything that I say, as grandiose, inappropriate as it is, like I'm very, very careful. Yep. That's... <laughs> I don't know. You know what I want to do to say someone like say I'm in the band or whatever. If they say, um, I decided to leave the band, I decided at the same length and everything, like I decided to not leave the band to stay. <laughs> <laughs> the positive spin. I like it. Yeah. Like I I, I don't quit. Why start now? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Why start now? Yeah, it's just funny. I don't know. I was thinking about that. It you know frustrates me. Like how it, it it also frustrates me how um you know when you when you get in a conflict with I mean anybody friends and relatives like it doesn't take very much at all for that person to unfriend you on Facebook or social media and to me that is like the you know it, so this person got so mad that they you know. They unfriended you. They don't. They don't even want to be friends anymore on social media. They don't even want to see your diary posts anymore. But then, it's always like, you know, almost all conflicts, especially between friends, really good friends, and relatives. You know, you're going to work it out, and you're going to be friends again in two weeks. And somebody's going to have to send somebody a friend request. Like, it's that whole cycle of like, oh, okay, like. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I mean, it happened with my dad, like we, he and I got into something a while, a few months back, and, you know, whatever, it was over, I, you know, it, it is what it is, and then all of a sudden, recently, I got a friend request from him, from him on Facebook, so I'm That's like, it's you... called, like, Facebook official, they said that they termed that, <laughs> we right. are Facebook official. Yeah, so like unfriending is like we're a Facebook officially broken up or something. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that, man. Yeah, it's just silly stuff. You know, here's a here's a problem though. We take that that the example you just had. We can easily demean, like sound insensitive, sound like, like that's that's someone's life here. Someone's like, someone's taking that step to. Just make that bold statement. And mm -hmm. I'm trying to make sure I, I don't have a keyhole view in some in somebody's life. Like, where mm -hmm. I can just say, dude, you're just being a pussy. You know, I, I see what you're saying, though. Like, okay, are, like you're trying to give some value to, like, I mean, that person is trying to express himself somehow. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, when, when do you do, like, the whole tough love thing, dude? Like, and, and you can't do it to everybody. You can't walk into somebody who's holding that sign for on that analogy still and like mm -hmm. and take your sign and rip it up and say, No one cares. There's a better way of doing it. Or do it this way. Or like I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to feel insensitive. Well, in in the Facebook world you can't do anything except for feed the machine and give them what they want. Like, you know like I mean to be like a, a good person and to to support somebody and not cause conflict and not be a troll. The only thing you can do is just say, hey, hope you're doing okay, <laughs> which is also kind of meaningless. It's all just words. Um, you definitely can't actually talk to them about it and say, well, okay, like, is this really a big deal? Because if you do that on Facebook, then it turns into this big thing. 
And heck, if you do that in real in real life, it turns into a big thing unless you have that relationship with the person. Yeah, I think uh, you just have to view it like on Facebook, you are standing in a crowd of thousands. And there are a couple people that you do know and a lot of people you don't. And then you're going to say something, not to an individual, but to the masses. Mm-hmm. But that being said, Mike, I don't know if I would say that. I might say something like this. Hey, guys, I shit today. <laughs> There's your diary entry. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, man. Sending good vibes. Yeah, I, I, I shit today. Like, <laughs> Thanks, man. Praying for you. Praying for me. <laughs> <laughs> and who knows it might not stink <laughs> you know what something something good that did come out of facebook i hate to admit but their their ads they get me i mean oh, their algorithms and like targeted they, media targeted advertisement yeah and like i mean it, sometimes it's a pain in the butt but it's also i mean they give me exactly what i want like <laughs> it doesn't get more convenient than that so like somehow Facebook has figured out and it's probably based on like you know the posts I'm looking at like when I'm scrolling how long I wait on certain posts and everything but they figured out that I'm really into like strength right now and discipline and rising above and so then maybe without breaking privacy like so they found a way around it yeah yeah I mean I, I've I've heard before about how like they really do you know when you're scrolling and you see something that you're interested in you pause and then a timer starts, you know, and how long did you pause on this ad? And then you keep scrolling and then, oh, you pause a little bit longer on this ad or, or this picture or this whatever. And they're able to use that data to figure out what you're into. Oh, they did, that with, they did it with uh, images and video. So they look, they'd say an image, an, an image you look at maybe for three seconds, but a video clip you look at for 15. So maybe it's mm-hmm. based on that. Yeah. Like, well, you know, like my Facebook feed is filled with like viking stuff and beard products like and yours is probably not that at all because you don't have a beard you're not naturally interested in that or viking type stuff like so you know i'm, I'm scrolling through with my i've got all these ads for facial hair type stuff and like being manly and looking good and all that so but the one that i saw the other day and i really love it because you and i were already on this kick but um it it grabbed my attention because i thought it was cheesy but it was like this guy he's I, I don't remember his name, but he's standing there with his arms crossed and the light's shining down from above, so he's kind of silhouetted. He's looking on... No, no. He's looking all intense. You can't see his face, and it says, I am intense. That was like the first three words. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cheesy, but whatever. And I, I read a little bit more because the very next line was, I wake up every day at 4.35. You're like, holy shit, and, that's me. Yeah, and then he's like, um, I measure the almond milk that I put in my protein I work out at five and then I measure my chicken breasts for my meals throughout the day. And then I think the rest of the ad was like, I have two date nights every week with my wife. I have one date night for each one of my kids alone with their dad every week. Um, and I, and then he it was like other biz, small business type stuff. And he was talking. And then of course it was an ad. He's trying to sell something where he's like, I discovered this all through all this discipline and, over three years, I've studied this, blah, 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 and you too can blah, blah, blah. So I'm not interested in buying anything, but the idea of that, 
is like is, is very intriguing. And I think you and I have kind of been on that for a while where it's like this 5 a.m. kick where we are right now. It's 5.30 in the morning for everyone listening. That's why my voice sounds like a nice deep bass. Um, so six. <laughs> but we found and this is another one of aaron's aaron collins power lines is that the only time that is truly yours is the time that nobody else wants (laughs) and nobody wants to wake up at 5 a.m so if i want to be uninterrupted working on learning programming or whatever i'm building the the band if i'm going to do content for this podcast all that stuff i do it at 5 a.m because i don't have to worry about kids or anybody needing anything because they're all asleep like they gone unconscious yeah go ahead i like the whole like you like uh i do this i do that you ever seen american psycho with uh, christian bale <laughs> i haven't seen that i've heard of it oh man he's like i put not one slice two slices of bread in my toaster this guy's literally off his chain but but she's like what, ocd <laughs> Oh, but that man looks great. Six-pack abs, beautiful skin, well, well, uh, a good, well-cut hair, like everything, like gorgeous. But this, he commands his life. Like he's like, I do this, I do that. Like it's like a ritual thing. Like yeah, and taking power and and uh, control in your life. Yeah, it's it's kind of it sounds scary because it sounds limiting, like. You know, for me, I'm like, I don't want to be locked to a schedule. I want to have my freedom. But I have found so much in the past 10 years that without that schedule, I have no freedom because I either I'm either everybody else is kind of I don't want to say in the way, but, you, you know, everybody else needs something. I'm, I'm waking up late. I'm staying up late. I'm not productive then like or I'm just not living life on purpose. So even if I do have time because I didn't plan for that time, I waste that time. You know, oh, I got a couple, two hours right now. I'll watch Netflix. Like, man, like, what if I knew, what, yeah, like, what if I knew about that two hours at the beginning of the day, and I had already picked out what I was going to do with that two hours, like, man, I could get so much done. Dude, I'm always, I always feel like I'm on borrowed time. And I really am. Like, I have a sense, a little sense, healthy sense of impending doom that I am going to die. Like, and I don't know how many years I have here. All I know is there's a lot of things that I, that I want to do, that I have passion for in little time. And I just mm-hmm. have a sense of urgency. I'm like, and that's, a, that's really my primary motive, for, my, my, my primary motive, uh, driving force. Yeah. Is afraid, afraid of running, running out of time. time. Yeah. And, and, it's not sacrificial. The only person who sacrifices is, is you. I'm like, okay, great. I'm glad my choice that uh, it only affects me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and sacrifice. Well, I mean, you can still get everything you want. You just plan for it. You know, like for me, I I I still love to play video games. And just because I'm living life on purpose doesn't mean I can't do that. It just means that I'm going to plan for that. I'm not just gonna. Oh, yeah, I got an extra two hours. I'm going to go do play video games. It's like no, no. I have time scheduled for that on Saturday. That's what that time is for. Dude, there's so much I can learn from you, man, regarding the calendar, because you are one of the most organized people that I have ever met. Like, <laughs> it, you you probably know even when you're dying, when you're going to die. Like, <laughs> yeah, that thing's planned out. Well, well, in this area, I don't, 
that's where I want to get to. That's why that ad intrigued me. And that and that's what I do like about Facebook is that, you know, I didn't buy that. He that guy didn't make any money off of me, but I did steal his intellectual property because now I'm like I've already been on the 5 a.m. kick, but now I'm like, okay, this guy lives life on purpose. He's got a plan, and that's what I need to do because I've got too many things I want to do right now that I'm, all, I'm trying to do all at the same time. So I got uh, a plan so for it. You've already got a plan. You need execution. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I figured out something while you're talking. Our state, our state of being, like our current status right now, there's very there's there's the here and right now, and then there's the future and there's the past, and get on this kick or whatever. I feel how you feel today is influenced on the things you've done yesterday, the day before, the day like, and I never realized this. Like if you take this, like, man, like these last couple of days, I've been feeling really really good. Well, it's not like I woke up one morning and like, oh man, I decided to feel good today. No, it's actually what I did yesterday, the day before, the third day, like the seeds I planted. Yeah. Like we just don't like when you feel like shit and you feel like when you feel bad, double check yourself, man. What'd you do the night prior? What'd you do the day before? What'd you do the third day before? It's it's very, it, uh, it, it sneaks up on you. It's not just a phenomenon. It's not just created like. No, no, a bad day is made. Like, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm always thinking it with this metaphor, but I mean, it's like it's like those steam engine trains. Like, they don't just start on a dime or stop on a dime. You have to build momentum. You know, to get that thing up to 35 miles an hour, you have to shovel a lot of coal, and you have to do a lot of work, build a lot of steam. So, I think that's the same thing with businesses and our mood and all that stuff it's like it's like you said it's all that input it's all that coal that you shoveled the last two days beforehand that impacts it oh i definitely agree like dicks but so here's the whole execution thing so you can get a feeling of discontent if you've got six things that you want to do and you haven't executed any of them you get a feeling of not accomplishing anything like if i've got unfinished projects and I haven't, I haven't completed any of them, but all of them are like 85, 65% complete. But yet you're like, well, you're not feeling that great, right? You're not feeling productive. Look back, dude. You have six things you, I didn't even finish. Like mm -hmm. that, that, that affects me. It does. Yeah, I think, I think that affects everyone. Like, cause, cause I found out my my dad's always been one of those like hardworking go getter guys. Just all day he can't just sit still he's got to go out and tinker and do something in the garage and i've just now i'm 29 years old i just now have discovered like why I, I i figured out the psychology of that and it's it's what you were just saying when you accomplish something and you finish something you get a dopamine dump right like there, i mean there's a chemistry for it like you get a thrill you get a victory and that victory, you feel good, and you want to get more of those victories. And, and, it, and it seems like those victories are specific to actually accomplishing something constructive. Like, you know, I can get a little bit of a dopamine dump from winning a game, a, a video game, but it's not the same thing as completing something constructive, where now there's something has been built or fixed or made better. Oh, and that's huge, because maybe it never started out like that. So maybe in your life, like... 
before that, it it meant nothing to you. Like before, like probably mm-hmm. say this 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 year, this past year, meant nothing to you. But as you slowly accomplish things, like you realized, this feels good. Like I want more of this. Like this is a whole. This is a domain I haven't tapped into. Wow, and now yep. it's important to you. Yep, and then that that brings us back to what we've always said: once you know the truth, you can't go back. Like ignorance is bliss. Yeah, ignorance is bliss. But once you see it, I mean, you can't unsee it. So, oh, dude, you're you're telling yeah. me about that, like, dude, so right. Like, I dove into cars. I dove into the into the body. I'm diving into the mind. Like, and I'm realizing there's certain truths. And once that veil's torn, I. I I can't go back, i.e. I know like certain things can ca- cause rust in a car. And rust, if it's not taken care of in a car, guess what? It's that cancer just spreads and spreads and spreads and spreads. Well, I know rust is really bad now. Now I've seen rust a lot in my life. Like, you name it. And I've overlooked it. <laughs> but now I know the damage rust can cause. Get the, you get the idea. Yep. And then you spread that knowledge to me, and now I can't ignore it either. My brother, my brother came over yesterday and showed me his boat, which is really nice, by the way. Like, he took like a fixer-upper and has like made it look really nice. But, you see it, but then, but then I was looking at the trailer that it's on, and I'm like, yeah, man, you might want to, you might want to grind that down and repaint that <laughs> because it's it's got rust everywhere, and it's not rusted out. Like, it still has integrity, but. I'm looking at it and that's all I can see because I know the truth about rust and I see the future. You know, it's like the cancer of the metal. Dude, you just, you just helped me explain myself. That is me, but more than just rust. Yep. I'm so, with you. oh dude, this is, you see where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. I speak into someone's life. Someone tells me something, blah, 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 blah. I see certain truths or certain things that I would correct. Right. Now I could be I could be the person perceived as me and like this guy's a horrible listener. He's constantly wanting to fix me. But I've seen certain truths that I can't deny. And un- unfortunately, you do what I did with the boat. You were more focused on the thing that needs fixed than the boat itself. Like I was more focused on the rust on the trailer than look how awesome my brother did. But his accomplishments. You name <laughs> yeah. it. Like, oh, no, but so the rust, the rust, rather than what about the wood? Oh, dude, the wax job he did. Oh, man, it took a lot of time. Man, great execution. I know you yep. wanted a boat for a very long time, man. Ah, damn it. I just missed it. <laughs> you, I just dropped the ball. Yeah, and that's, man, and that brings up a whole interesting thing, like, Riding people's highs. Yeah, and like, when is it okay to offer that knowledge to help get better? Like, maybe I shouldn't have said anything at all about the rust on the trailer because he didn't ask. Like, he was just showing me his boat because he was proud of it. And so I should have just shared in that joy and shared shared in that pride, and that's it. Like, I didn't have to offer any advice. Even if I, even if I am trying to help him, I didn't. When is it appropriate to do that? That's a big question. It happened to me last night. I just went to a buddy's house. I have, uh, he invited me to his house. And it's a big, big house. Um, and we went down to the basement. 
and there's this unfinished area. And he's telling me what he wanted to do with it, right? Right? And I'm listening, listening. And I immediately, as I see it, it's like the matrix in my mind. Like, like I'm already seeing code. I'm like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I, I get this, I get this talk, 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 talk. But I'm like, this isn't my house. This isn't, this isn't my show. Like, this isn't my, ah, see, like, I get sucked right in. My visionary, my driven, right? I'm like, ah. yeah. We we have to work. I think both of us have to work on shutting up in that area sometimes. Taking the bait, taking <laughs> the bait. Like, yeah, I mean, because because you, you do have a lot of knowledge. I mean. I mean, like we both like with the rust thing. Like we both know the truth about that, but we sh- maybe we shouldn't even offer it unless somebody asks. <laughs> yeah, or or you know what? Here's a here's a great. Oh, oh, I found a winner, a winner, winner, chicken dinner for this one. So, the person. This is how you read the. This is how you read the high. The person has all the answers and you don't, but you are so excited, right? So without asking certain questions, you don't get the answers. So for example, like he has a boat and rather than offer information, intellectual property, you just say, whoa, this boat, like how, how'd you even get it here? Like the trailer, like what's this even do? Question after question after question with enthusiasm and excitement, like, and then this, they keep talking, they keep talking. They're like, cause you know, they're excited, right? You're mm-hmm. trying to extract as much information, as much enthusiasm as possible. You're letting them know, like, you don't want to miss a single beat. Like you don't like, I'm not mm-hmm. offering any advice, but you have all the information and I want you to answer those questions. And guess what? You generate your own questions just by answering my questions. Like, well, I never even thought about that. Like, yeah, man, like. You could do this and this and that. Like, hey, let me help you. Like, like, I think yeah. it's like a have your mood match your effect. Like, you're showing enthusiasm. Like, um, with it, you're excited, just as excited as they are. And I think there's a way of using questioning to help help with you know things like like you know maybe through asking questions, I could have learned that he already knows how to take care of rust. So I don't need to offer that little pearl. Yeah, because I could look at a car. You just got a new, you just got a car, right? And I'm going in there and immediately the thing I do is I start checking the alignment. I start checking for leaks. Like immediately as, as you're trying to like, like, dude, I just, I just got this car. Like, I'm so excited. Dude, I'm not even standing in front of you right now. I'm under the hood. Like, <laughs> I'm not nope. even doing anything. Like, dude, I just got the car. Like, it almost needs to be like, that's like a cheerleader. I'm going to hold your hand. We're going to jump up and down. Like, <laughs> yeah, we got, you got a car, man. Awesome. <laughs> you know, feel excite, excitement for you. It's like yep. getting the good news. Like I'm pregnant, dude. Yeah. Like, not like, well, is everything okay? Like, did you guys get to scan? Like, like, dude, feel excited for me. Like initially, like, yeah. Yep. I like that. That's, I mean, that's the thing we've been on. Like when you talk to people, we, I think everyone has to try to get over wanting to talk about themselves 
And I think we all struggle with that because we all, you know, we're all a little bit egocentric. We think the world revolves around us. And another power phrase of yours, I'm going to start writing these down. This is all going to be posted (laughs) in our content, but people want to be known. So ask questions. Stop, Stop trying to tell people about yourself and ask questions about them because they want to be known and you'll build relationships and make people feel really good. So I like that. I like this one too. It is not um, my job or my goal to rely on you to discover myself. It's not in a conversation. Like my goal is you're going to help allow, you're going to need, you want me without even knowing it to help you discover yourself and I'm going to help do that. Yeah. I'm going to help that because there's, a, I, I, I call them like hard truths or continuums or universal knowledge. I know for sure. Everybody wants to be known. Everybody does. If you, if you didn't, you would never leave your house. You would never have any social interaction, nothing. Um, that's why you'll take the bait. And what I mean, what I mean by take the bait, you'll get asked questions and unless you're uncomfortable, like, you're going to keep answering them. Like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a game that you and I play, like, just so for everyone listening, like, we, you know, the object of the game is to, you know, all right, we're going to meet some people today. Um, I'm, I'm only going to talk for whatever, one minute. We have like, you know, a timer in our mind and we, our goal is to make it so that the other person is doing 80% of the talking and we're doing 20. And so it's like this constant competition we have with ourselves in our mind throughout the day where we're like, ah, man, I lost that one. I couldn't shut up about myself. Daggone it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> get them talking. I love the game. Like it's uh, I was in a new group. So I came over to this person's house last night and we watched some UFC fights. There's a couple doctors there and all stuff people I've never seen outside of professional settings, and you know having a couple beers and we're in a social uh, social situation you name it, and I took the bait a couple times, but I had to reset. I was like, I looked around in the room like, wait, this person has not talked that much. I was like, ah, I got I got to divvy out the load, so I tried to I'm I'm working the room, and. Work in the room, not as not as a, somebody who's attention seeking, but somebody who wants to know everybody. And there's a there's a fine line on that. Yep. I definitely think we should. I mean, we could do an entire entire episode on this topic right here, and I think we should do that in the future for sure. I think so. Hey, write this one down. Yeah, because I I was just thinking what you said, like um, people want to be known. And I don't remember what you said, but trigger this, but I, I thought about like when someone feels lonely, that's because they feel like nobody knows them. Like what if you, you know, so like someone, because they're isolated, they don't feel like, and even, and sometimes people can be lonely in a group of people because nobody in that group of people is asking them questions, trying to get to know them. So that's kind of like a deep thing. Like everybody wants to be known. Hey, I look at social interaction. You know those people that don't say much when when you hang out. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're even satisfied. Like, was that even meaningful? Like the conversation, the like, like you go, like you take an introvert or or, or who, whatever, 
and six hours go by, like throughout a conversation and they leave and you ask them, Hey, how was that conversation? Like, how'd you like that? I mean, you're like an introvert or whatever says, yeah, I thought it was awesome. Like, or like it was awful for them. Like I didn't get asked questions. No one discovered me. (laughs) I think with introverts, there's always, um, I guess it depends how long the conversation goes. Introverts, usually, because I'm an introvert, we need like maybe like 30 minutes of observing and figuring everybody out because we, we like to, to let, like, let, let Aaron Collins talk so that we can figure out who he is and what type of person he is before we interact. Because like, I think it's because like, we're real careful about what we say. We don't want to accidentally offend or anything like that. So we try to figure out who's in the, okay, he's probably a Republican or okay, he probably supports the Packers or whatever, you know, you figure everything out. And then you feel like, you know, people well enough that you can open up and take some risks and actually talk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can do that, but you don't want to make those awkward silences. Like, I think it's a, it's a positive, positive attribute of a, of a introvert, right? Like being cautious and really listening and seeing like how to really address people. Um, but I think it's gotta be faster. Like it can be tuned. Yeah, for sure. Cause I mean, we lack social skills. Like we, it's, it's easy to be quiet and you can get by grade school just being the quiet kid in the group and you never are forced to actually learn how to make small talk or how to fill gaps. Yeah, because if you get asked a question and you're not used to really that social interaction, you're going to get called out. And you're like, and you're tripping all over your words, like, uh, 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 um, um, I just, um, well, like, yeah, you, you're, you're, it's your turn to talk. Um, I saw you squirming there in the in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes teachers target those kids too. <laughs> Oh, he's squirming. Or, oh, he doesn't look like he knows what's going on. I'm going to call on him. Uh, That's why, I mean, I don't know if this will have the same effect on all introverts, but as soon as I joined a band, everything changed for me because I still am, I tend to be introverted in conversations and stuff, but like in high school classes and then even in college classes, I'd be all backwards and shy in my group and would have trouble like reaching out to like the four people around me and being a part of it. But then... A lot of times, because I didn't contribute much, they would elect me to be the spokesperson for the group to the entire class, and I always thrived on that because I got so comfortable from being in a band. I'm comfortable performing in front of a group of 40 to 50. I'm not comfortable talking in a group of three to four. (laughs) So it was very interesting, and I'm still kind of that way. Like I love put me on the spot in front of a large group of people because I can make people laugh and I can get the you know the social cues that I need to get by. But give me three people where like I might not get a smile or whatever and that's terrifying. Listen, listen, listen.